Toe countdown, right? <sighs> this is for the nerds. This is for the brainiacs. This is what we deserve. Go ahead and play it back. You ain't gonna touch me. You're not gonna do nothing. You are not above me. I bet you wish you was me. I know it. I know. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another attempt at the Only Friends podcast, live from the PCA Bahamas. We're here. We're here. We're a little light today. We are. We're going to give you the whole spiel of the intro because you guys missed a golden one. Mm -hmm. uh, we fixed the sound issues, I hope. We are here. We are Conradless. We are. Because he got it popping last night, ladies and gentlemen. There was a player's party. And the last contact we've heard, you know what, we, uh, we have to make this official. We have to put out a, a CSA, no, not, not a Conrad service announcement. No. A public Conrad service announcement. The PCSA right now putting an APB out <laughs> on Conrad Simpson. If anybody has seen the man who gets it popping, please let us know of his whereabouts. He, he, I said it popped. I it's, think it finally popped. It's done. He's done. Last contact we've had from Conrad was about four in the morning where he said, Jesus Christ, I can't find the keys. But he didn't have the keys to the car. The car was at the house. He never had his car. Never had his car. He never had his whereabouts. No. He might pop up. You never know. But we doubt it. Well, so just look out for him, please. So, so to break this down, uh, we're not trying to... Don't confuse the PCSA with the PCS. No, PCPC. P Poker <laughs> Stars put PSPC from the PCA putting an APB out on Conrad Simpson, who's LGIP. S facts for real, for real. Bussin. <laughs> <laughs> and as I said, it is it is another very very special day as it is. Oprah Winfrey's birthday. Oh, we, lo we yeah. lost Henry, too. Yeah, we did lose Henry. That's, that's the so other special part. skirt past this segment. Uh, Henry, so, Henry lost listen, yesterday in poker, so he couldn't make it. Listen, everybody, it is, it is Oprah Winfrey's birthday. No one but cares it's about also that. Matt Berkey's birthday. Happy birthday, Berkey. There happy the birthday, Matt. There it is. Ben, oh, ben came on the screen to wish you happy birthday, giving you those eyes. Man, he's really pumped up about it. That looks sexual. Mm, it does. That a little creepy. I'm not welcome, welcome to uh, 40. You're lucky I didn't put a Dave Matthews Band song on there for your, for your number 41 I can't birthday. hear it. It's fine. Is that the name of the song? Number 41? Number 41, yeah. Mm. Berkey's 41. Don't listen to Dave he's Matthews. He's now, he's, you've, you've reached my age. Welcome. You know, I'm I feel no like longer this, older than you. I feel like this podcast did me a disservice because I think prior to us launching this and uh, Melissa making it a meme that I'm People old. People thought you were like 32. Not, not 32, but like, you know, That's like just permanently 35. Mm. Like, I'm in that mid-30s yeah. range. Like, no one knows how old Gelfond is. He's somewhere between 33 and 39. <laughs> 33 and 50. We don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just like he's in his 30s, and mm -hmm. he will forever be in his 30s until he's just not in his until, 30s. Until he's just 60. Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. see the beard get a little bit grayer by the Listen, year. Burke, you just, you just keep eating healthy. Keep eating that shredded chicken. Keep going to the gym, and all will be well. You look chicken good. And you look rice. good, cuz. You look, you look good, good Cuz. Where's Cuz at? I saw Cuz in the I hallway. Saw, I always see him just around talking about something. I'm like, Cuz, we need to get you back on. Anything yes. you need, Cuz. Anything you need. Just let me know. I'm in. I hope we get him back. That'd be uh that'd be a great That'd be a nice impromptu. Birthday, is is this oh, a man. public Cuz service announcement? No. It is. No. 
<laughs> we w- we will be joined by a guest today. Matt Hunt is going to join us around Finally, eleven o'clock, Mr. Top Hunt. Of the hour. Uh, I didn't want to bore him with the uh, you know the 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 non poker related conversations. Mm-hmm. He, he's a, he's proper. He's, he's straight proper narrow, great. man. You got to stop doing that. Oh, I really do. <laughs> Every time you do it, the whole mic just goes. Right no. Uh, I'm a, you know, I'm Italian. I'm, I'm aware. That. Yeah. Well, we talk with our hands. That's what we do. Look, I, I've, I know. I get. I mean, it. you can tie them behind my back. That might be the only way. I'm not into your kink. <laughs> don't yuck my yum. I'm not gonna yuck your yum, but I also don't want to partake. Uh, he's a proper Brit. I feel like you know he didn't mm-hmm. want to be involved in the Where's Conrad uh, game that we're gonna play. No. Uh, seriously though, if you guys, just shake his head. If you guys know where Conrad, if he's in a local Bohemian jail, we need to know. Uh, so we can make a, a, a proper cost-benefit analysis mm-hmm. of whether or not to get him out. And we have a CBA, and we also CBA to have him back. CPA? No. Can't be asked. It's P- like a, APB. It's, no, it's a, it's a Euro thing, man. Considering how quickly he sells out, I think uh, the community would get him out pretty quickly. That is mm-hmm. true. That is true. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to tack on a little extra markup. <laughs> bail, out of, bail Conrad out of jail. Right, that's what the markup money goes to? That's the markup money. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, all right, let's get to the current events. Man, I'm thirsty. Um, we have uh, a, a few things to announce here from the PCA. Uh, a lot of things going on. We're down to the final table, of course. So there is six remaining. Um, I am not very familiar with these six, but Landon tells me that we are meant to keep an eye out for the man third in chips. Artur, help me. Matrosian. 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 I could have got that one. Yeah. I just got intimidated by a big Russian word. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, you, that's on me, it's man. Cra- it, it's crazy how much you love big words but can't do names. I don't love big words. I just... Uh. Uh, here's, here's the thing. Like, uh, I, I, don't, I don't purposefully, like, reach for words. It's... Uh, if, if you notice, like, a lot of the bigger words that I use are very specific to, like, science words. Because I read a lot of sciencey stuff, okay. so it just like works its way into my lexicon. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't it's lexicon. <laughs> it is a good word, I mean, though. It's, that's good a word. that's a very scientific word for it vocabulary. Is. I know it's a big word for me. It's a word that doesn't get used very often. I, I it's an disagree. uncommonly used word. It's very that's... common in the things I read. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. That's because you're a gentleman and a scholar. All right. Anyway. Uh, we have our final six here, playing for $1.5 million. A lot of money to be Million dollars to second place. Chip leader is Pedro Neves from Portugal. Second in chips is Alexandre Raymond from Canada. Third, Artur. I'm so intimidated by this word. Uh, Martrosian. I got it. Did it. Fourth in chips is going to be uh, just barely Michael Dantini from Portugal. Fifth is. Christoph Kasik? Kasik? Jamil Wakil. Maybe it's Seek. Seek? And then finally is Jamil Wakil, who's pulling up the rear. Uh, it looks like he's going to be coming in very short. Everybody else is very flat. So 6.2 million to the chip leader, uh, 3.9 million to fifth in chips. So less than a 50% disparity there. Um, it, it's going to be a deep stack final table. The PCA, obviously, always fantastically structured. Uh, I imagine we're going to see a lot of gameplay. I think that the live stream kicks off here uh, on delay at noon. So I imagine it's a 30-minute delay, 12.30. You guys will be able to see that at home if you want to sweat all the action. A couple notables here that bubbled the final, the TV final table, I should say. Tapar, uh, Taylor P- Par, obviously, uh, got eighth place. 
for 181k and Jonathan Little came up in ninth. Also, big shout out to my man Clint Tolbert who finished 14th. Can't believe I forgot. I was so oh, out of it yesterday. Man, he got 14th? I didn't yeah. even know. I knew he was shout coming to in uh, to the final 16, but I was so mm -hmm. dead tired yesterday. Like most of the finer details slipped my mind. Uh, apologies for overlooking that, Clint. Congratulations on a deep run. Mm -hmm. He's been making some noise lately. So I feel like like you like you won't hear from Clint, and then all of a sudden he's just like right in the mix in like one of these major tournaments. Yeah, I think he's been working a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. I was talking to Ben about it. Uh, they're obviously very good friends. Right. Uh, I think he he's like re-inspired to pursue poker. I mean, he, he's you know he has businesses and all kinds mm -hmm. of other shit, but this is family. Uh, right. I think I think he's I think he's grinding, man. Good for him. He's on the grind. Get out there, Clint. Get that glory. Getting a little something, something. Yeah. Landon made a little money yesterday. I did, yeah. Mm -hmm. You didn't even play poker. No, Congrats. I lost money playing poker, actually. Well, Andy got second in the mystery bounty. He got nine min bounties, though. Mm -hmm. But Andy, you're doing the Lord's work, buddy. The, the swap god strikes again. Swap god strikes again. So mm -hmm. Swap god's really good at his job. Mm -hmm. I'm so good at showing up and playing tournaments and losing yeah. my all-ins. Would you just swap with me so I can just win something finally, please? I have to that, tell that's, you. That's what it's going to take. I swap with them all the time. I don't win shit. Mm. Yeah, I gave you 1K in Florida. Yeah, that's yeah true. This is, <laughs> this is, Listen, time. I give out some money, I get a lot of money uh -huh, back. Yeah. That's how it works. It, it's called investing, Matt. <laughs> I'm so happy that I got fourth in that stupid ring event Fuck so that you. I didn't have to give you your swap. You got sixth in the ring event. If you got Whatever. fourth, you would have given me money. Oh, mm -hmm. that's right. That's right. I knew that was a notable reason. Yeah. yeah. Good. I'm, you know what? Shout out to Pollux. I'm glad you had Queens. <laughs> It hurts you more than it hurts me. I don't take it all, man. It but, uh, I don't five. care. I don't want the money. Yeah, spite. I want the spite. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty brutal. I when I start winning all ins, it's over for uh, y'all, bitches. It's over, baby. <laughs> it's over. Um, festivities are still kicking off. Today is obviously the eve before the PSPC. So there's a lot to look forward to still. Uh, I'm going to be playing $300 down bad satellites all day today as step oh, tournaments man. to get into the $2,700. Amazing. Berkey's uh, out there in the 300s. <laughs> Got it. You, you have to. You like, do. they they literally make you play the 300. They have to. It, you're getting, like, like I think it's, like, I, I didn't do the calculations, but it's probably going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of, like, I don't know, 20% auto ROI by just wow. regging. What? Uh, well, because they're adding, like, oh, three or four seats right, to, right. The, to the next satellite. Right. So it, it literally doesn't matter how many of these 300 you play as long as you can just get into the 2700. Yeah, actually, that's a good, uh, uh, you, it's kind of a good counterpoint. I'm not sure where the make ROI comes. So, like, you have an auto ROI if you make it into the next step. Right. But does that mean that you have an auto ROI in the previous step? I, I mean, guess so. You do. <laughs> well, yeah, fair. But, I mean, I guess, like, it only applies to the 300 because you can't really buy into the next step. Right. Right? It's just, it's phase mm -hmm. two. Well, the thing is, I mean, you're probably, the, that, the, those 300, that's going to be the toughest $300 super satellite of all time. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Right? I saw K-Rab like, yeah, want to seat the other day. K-Rab's in it. You're in it. Landon, you jumping in? I'm tired, man. He's tired. tired Landon, did, Landon only slept like eight hours tonight, so he's super tired. And he only had like 15 pancakes, so he's super hungry. That's true. <laughs> Dude, they were so good. Guava's like, you're like a newborn. He yeah. couldn't have oh, hit the analogy sleep. any better. Yes. All he do is eat, sleep, and shit. Right. It I'm, really listen, is true. Man, I, I'm going through some an illness right now, but I'm all right. <laughs> my, ear, a, my ear thing. Let's relax mm. onto the illness part. <laughs> yeah, thing. I'm pretty sure you're, you're Just tired, man. Let me, let, let me sleep and let me cook. Let him cook. How, how, was, uh, how was your cooking last night at the players' party? Uh, you out there mingling? Oh. Yeah. Let us know. Did you oh, see, yeah. Who'd you meet you? last night? Oh. Oh, yeah. Rob, Robbie introduced herself to me. I said, hello. How are you doing? Did you ask any questions? Yeah. She asked me about my sex life. That mm. was nice. <laughs> like, you fucking? I'm like, sometimes. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let him cook. 
Man, uh, that was no, that was all right. And then did you tell her I said my best? No, I didn't. I literally texted the group. I said, "Tell tell Robbie I said hi." Listen, man, I'm I dropped with a big the ball. heart emoji. I I got a. I got ambushed, you know? Mm, her and yeah. Darren ambushed me. If you see her again, will you let her know that from day one I've been 99%? Yes. <laughs> Papa, for you, anything. <laughs> All right. Gracias. Did you see Conrad at the party? I did, yeah. And then what was the, when was the last contact you had with him? Do you remember? The last contact I had with was, uh, How was he doing? How did he look? Did he, was he, I mean, did he look I like he was having a good time? He was on the, he was on the, in the cabana talking to Hunnichen, mm. having a good time. Yeah. Getting so, it popping, keeping it popping. You know he hadn't slept. Him? Yeah. Conrad? He also, I mean, he dealt the game that I was in, so like, he also had been up for 40, well, at that point. He didn't sleep throughout the day at all yesterday. He didn't no. sleep, period. He closed he, his so eyes, he, honestly. He had been up he, since 6 a.m. Yeah. He dealt throughout the, the day, day prior. Right, and then stayed up and then went partied all night. Correct. So he... Well, he, he did fall asleep at the kitchen table for like, for like 20 minutes. minutes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and had decided that that was the equivalent of a full night's sleep. Okay. Uh, and was going to go get it popping. Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, the food there was also pretty good. A little bit unsalted, but that's all right. What, you, we oh love my God. Here. Look. Look. What are, what are we looking at? Oh, my there God. There he comes. Is. It's like oh, the Undertaker. It's like the Undertaker. Oh Call off the search. Call off the search. We Call off the search. Bro, here I, he comes. I don't like this. This is unbelievable. He's got a shot with him. I think that's water, bro. I, no, I don't know. It looks pretty. Doesn't look like water. It looks like seawater, maybe. There what he is. is popping, everybody, and welcome back <laughs> to another special episode of the what? Only Friends Hold podcast. Up. Hold well, up. You know, Let him I'm here with my Only Let's go. Friends. He sounds so down bad right he now. He sounds, it sounds like a cry for hey, help. Listen, he made it. He's here. What up, Conrad? What's popping, baby? Yo, my fucking head hurts. I, I lost bet. the car. Mm -hmm. I lost the car keys last no, night. No, guys. no, you didn't. No, you didn't. No. You, didn't. you never you didn't. had the you car. You never had your car. <laughs> Look at his you face gave, right now. You gave, <laughs> in your drunken stupor, you gave the keys to Henry, and he brought the car back home. What I am then? a fucking genius. You're so smart, dude. My, wait, when did I find Henry? Huh? <laughs> uh, like 10. It was like 10.30. Bro. In the chat, that you you gave your keys to him. Maybe he's the one. And then the at owner. four in the morning, you, you said, look like I lost the you keys. look like you're trying out for an extra in Passion of the Christ. <laughs> <laughs> you don't look good, cuz. <laughs> Yo, listen, 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 let me tell you guys something real quick. I am fucked up right now. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. I need Jesus. to continue this. Henry this and I were talking about this yesterday. Show. Why can't you say the word special? Special. Yeah, that's fine. Why, why don't you say it like that when you say Love we're him. here for a special episode? And why are they all special? They can't all be special. <laughs> They're very special. You just, just mind your goddamn business. Listen, like, listen. Anything I want can happen. Today he is says, definitely a special episode. He says special. <laughs> special. Yeah, you're right. I can't. Uh, there's a lot of word letters I can't say. Like, <laughs> a lot of words that God Red can't just say. Especially like, uh, drunk. Listen, special. I'm... I'm, I'm how was the party, Conrad? You're okay. Huh? How was the party? Well. We had it. We had it. We had to make a PCSA, a public Conrad service announcement, to put an APB out on your ass. Oh, see shit. where you're at. Where did you? Because you were MIA. Mm. I woke up on a couch. Who's? <laughs> I woke up on a couch upstairs. Yeah. Wow. Wait, in like the public lobby? Yeah. Oh my god. It was just like, you know, I was like on floor 17, just like on the middle of the couch. How are you not where the in jail? Are. Uh, well, he didn't do anything illegal. Yeah, I mean. No, I was just taking a nap. Yeah. I thought that they just, you know, removed homeless people no. whenever they tried no. to shack up in a public no, domain. No, 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 no. I said, don't worry, my friends stay here. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I said, okay. 
Oh, you do have a bracelet, I guess. That that serves you well. I, I gotta, you I gotta tell you, button. you don't look good, cuz. <laughs> What's going on? Oh my god, I'm so drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had tequila oh, in a very long time. Uh, is that what you is that more tequila right there? What is that? Water? Oh, this is anything I can do to save my life at the moment. You know that you, you like I mean, I'm sure you know maybe you don't, but you realize that you had been on like forty hours of no sleep. Oh yeah, I forgot about that too. <laughs> Wait, why did we tell? Why did we let him off the hook about the card and the keys so fast? I know you guys really, really mm. fucked up. What a mistake! Right. right. I yeah, honestly I mean, have zero recollection of seeing Henry last night. Yeah. Clearly. Well, we thought the car was gone too. I went outside and saw they were both there. Keys were here. I was like, okay, phew. At least yeah. the car's here. Conrad's missing, but the car's not. Yeah, I was super surprised <laughs> about that. Honestly, I went to the security desk like four to five times. Jesus Christ. Oh, I just went right now. <laughs> All right. Uh, getting this thing, getting this train back on the tracks. Yeah, good luck. Uh, as I had mentioned, there are a lot of events going on in PCA today. Finding Conrad apparently being one of them. <laughs> Very notable. Uh, we had a real real search party out there. Um, a lot of satellites today for the PSPC main. Tomorrow, uh, there's a, a big schedule of events. If you guys are interested in seeing more of what's to come schedule-wise, you can always download the PokerStars live app. Or, and hear me out on this one, big shout-out to our partners, Poker.org, who launched uh, Poker.org, what is it, Poker.org Live? Poker.org Poker Instant. Pokerward Instant, my bad. Uh, so this is an app that is a curated feed of all the happenings uh, of the event that's taking place right now. I think we have a video that will explain it far better than what I just did. So basically, uh, it's like Twitter for poker updates. It's amazing. Yeah, it seems genius. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know having spoken with uh, the guys behind the scenes at PokerOrg uh, that this was something that they were moving towards, uh, you know, both like the long-form content and then like the short-form curated content. So really excited to see uh, that pop off. And uh, I imagine that's going to be a nice, quick access point for uh updates and any information that you may need for any of the stops that you're at so check that out if down, you're interested sure. in uh sweating the ps mm -hmm. pca sorry the pca main event final table the pspc uh as that kicks off tomorrow or uh you know the the, the csa update mm -hmm. on the whereabouts of jesus christ man pick, hey, your, pick yourself up <laughs> take a day off Berkey. mate <laughs> take a day off mate. I, you know i tried and then i woke up I will <laughs> I will say I, I appreciate your dedication. 
the uh the seeing you sprint down here and clothes that you've been wearing for literally three days now uh excuse me i showered and changed <laughs> oh that's true we did get yeah, back to don't, the house don't, don't, don't do yeah. that to me my bad don't I, do that to me right i don't want to shame you my you've fault. only been wearing for 23 hours yeah was even that uh, i might be about that, yeah, about no. that one yeah, yeah. Oh. Sure. give or take at this point <laughs> Who knows? um we've been we've been waiting to talk about this for some time because uh we've been waiting for a day where we didn't have a lot of stuff on our plate to discuss but huge shout out to uh our home poker room if you will eh, I, I shouldn't say that but like a las vegas home poker room uh win millions is back they are and man i have to tell you this is genius and it's something that doesn't happen in las vegas enough like this uh schedule that they're putting out for win millions here in uh march so march 3rd through the 11th is going to be uh a stop worth coming to and that's something that i haven't seen in vegas a lot it's rare that casinos put together a schedule that's worth traveling for in las vegas in my opinion the main event is 3500 3500 which is obviously uh mirroring what wpt does but the entire uh prelim and postlim schedule also largely mirrors what wpt has been doing at a lot of these stops so this kind of looks like a sure post stop right it has a 1.5 uh million guarantee is is the main 1.5 the main's more than that yeah sorry the main is 2 million guarantee the opener i believe is the 1.5 million guarantee uh they have or oh no sorry the main is a 3 million guarantee there i see it in front of me now right uh don't mind me uh, then they have a $1.5 million guarantee mystery bounty that is a $1,600 buy-in. Sounds juicy. They have uh, an opening event, I believe, that's a million-dollar guarantee, and then a post-limb that's also a million-dollar guarantee in the uh, $1,600 buy-in range or, or $2K buy-in yeah, range. Yeah, it seems super clean, and it's not a lot of time, right, from the 3rd to the 11th. So it's not this drawn-out two- to three-week span where you kind of have to make this big trip. Right, it's just come for a week, jam-packed with events. Play them all. Tortoise uh, yeah. in the main. Let's go. I, I actually misspoke. The uh, the 1.5 million guarantees are post limbs, but they have a 200k prelim uh, opener that's probably going to have like two million in the prize. That's what's what happened what's that during what? the. Uh, <laughs> 200k is going to two million. I'm serious. It's what? a 600 hour buy-in. It's oh, uh, how many days juice. is it? It's probably about <laughs> a two day. Oh yeah, it's only two day ones. Okay, so it's only going to get like 15, like, 1500 runners. Probably yeah. like 2k days. runners. <laughs> k in the pool. I will be one of them. 502 million. I mean, 2k runners would be like 1.2. Yeah. I think they could do that. Oh my god, I might be a little drunk, but it looks like Bracelet Hunt. He's here. There That's he Bracelet is. Bracelet Hunt. Man, they keep pouring Just in. in the nick uh, of time. We oh. got him. Yeah. yeah, right down here. Mr. Hunt in the building. Uh, listen, I don't need to be on here. Uh, I love you guys. I'll see you guys later. Wait, no, what do you Wait, do? No, we, we have, have a spot have for, a him. for him. We just need oh. a chair. Pull up a chair. Yeah. All right. Yep. I'm back. Uh, sorry, Hunt. We were running a little late. We had technical mm -hmm. difficulties, so you're going to have to uh, suffer through a little GPI talk as well. But welcome. Good to be here. Hey, guys. How's, uh, how's the sun, man? <laughs> I, uh, I'm doing okay. Yeah, I'm, you look good. You don't, I'm doing you're not okay. Burnt? I'm, not, I'm not burnt. Like, I've been walking outside. Like, there's been enough cloud cover to keep me safe, so I'm, I'm good. It has been a bit on the wet side, uh, which, you know, I guess is to be expected. It's it's the Bahamas. It's going to rain. I'm used to it whenever we go to Florida. It rains, like, almost always. 
when I'm there, mm -hmm. and somehow we've gotten lucky the last few times, so uh, running into some storms here hasn't been too tough. For I those of you who don't know, Matt Hunt is uh, head of content at Solve for Y, and he just crushes it. Just make sure we get, uh, you know, great content out to everybody out there. Yeah. Is this your Thank first you, appearance on yes. the podcast? It is, I believe, yeah. Uh, it is his first, yeah. Welcome. Yeah. Uh, you guys, it's you overdue, guys, overdue for You guys sure. seem to spend half your time talking about the NFL, so I feel right, I don't exactly. need to be there for that. We're, we're sparing until the season ended. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> there are there are championship games today. We won't get into it. Uh, we were trying to have you on during the win. You made a deep run in uh, did, yes. what? What was the event? It that was the, the WPT Prime. I believe that's right. Was the name right. Of it, the eleven hundred. They got yeah. fifth, five over five thousand entries. I believe. I got a lot. Yeah. Yeah, you got like, like what? Like four, eighth. Eighth. Yeah. Eighth. Wow. Yeah, pretty happy with that result. Yeah, definitely, definitely a hell of a run. First was just a cool million. Uh, seven hundred something like that. It was like um, seven twenty. I mean, you don't. You don't want to waste your time on a six sub, figure score. Sub seven yeah, figure I mean, score. I, I, you know, I didn't need to come back for the TV final table. It's fine. You know, right. eighth, eighth was fine. Yeah. Of course, somehow Landon swapped to the top of that one. Just you like he does every fucking Oh, that's right. You had a piece played. of Steven Song. Yeah. Oh, God's amazing. Yeah, swap God. Uh, really? This kid is literally the swap God. Like, <laughs> like I don't wow. understand. Like, he just. Fine, you've never seen anything like it before. Uh huh? <laughs> I've I've never seen anything no, like that. No, you run so fucking yeah, pure. It's so sick. I run like, pure when other people run pure. I've yet, I, I won my Song. win. Yeah. Well, like yeah. if you swap with Steve Song, you're gonna run pure because yeah, Steve Song true. runs pure. So, that's true. You know. That is true. But he, but it doesn't matter. Whoever Landon like swaps with, they just turn the like gold times fifty. Wow. Alchemy. They, they just <laughs> <laughs> How how's your experience been here at the Bahamas so far, Matt? Good, yeah. yeah. I mean, I've been running pretty bad, so the poker's not actually been going great. <laughs> yeah, but, you played um, a lot of events? Yeah, I've been playing pretty much every day. Like mm -hmm. yesterday was the first full day off that I've taken. Um just been kind of firing whatever's going on, you know, but uh wanted to take a little bit of time off before the twenty five K tomorrow, so not really playing this weekend, but uh <sighs> It's been good. You know, the, the event's great. The events run really well. Um, maybe a bit tougher fields than what I'm accustomed to back mm -hmm. in Vegas. You know, right. a lot of the European regs are uh, good players these days. So, um, you know, the 1Ks here are not like the 1Ks back at the win or whatever. But, uh, yeah, it's been good. It's a really well-run event, and um, I'm enjoying being here. Safe to say the this event tomorrow, the 25K, will be your, your biggest buy-in event? It will, yeah. My yep. first 25K, I'm excited to play it. You know, hopefully they get a really big field. I know they've got... Something like 400 platinum pass winners out there. Who this are, is uh, why we train, right? This indeed, is why we train. this is what we uh, is what we train for. So I'm mm -hmm. excited. Speaking yeah. of training, uh, I I saw you just put out a video for GTO Wizard. That is right. Yes. A few days ago. Yeah, Thursday. Uh, I think it came out. Yeah, I watched it. It's very good. Thank you. Um, you've been doing a lot more of this sort of ICM work as of mm -hmm. late. How much do you feel like it's actually impacting uh, your bottom line? A, f a fair amount, actually. I think that the main um, like what what it's done for me i suppose is taken a lot of stuff that i sort of intuitively thought was correct previously and it's put boundaries on like what's actually mathematically correct you know what i mean mm. so it's like it's it's taken stuff that was intuition before and now i actually have a pretty clear sense of like where the guidelines are and how to actually adjust in a more nuanced way so it's helped a lot and i especially think it's the kind of work that not a lot of guys out there are doing you know i've seen even stuff from like the the stream of the final few tables of the PCA main. Like I'm seeing like really high level regs doing stuff where I'm like, well, if you if you actually did an ICM sim for that with, you know, 50 players remaining or whatever, then, you know, this big blind defend or this three bet or whatever would probably actually not be great, you know? So I think there's a lot of stuff out there that's still not very well understood by the player pool at large.
Yeah. What's what's your opinion on it? Because I think a, a byproduct of that, at least at the highest levels, is that we understand the ICM model is like relatively flawed. Mm -hmm. What's your opinion? Have you heard much about like the DCM model? I haven't, but I have heard of you know there there are a couple of other models that are out there that are designed to not necessarily replace ICM, but sort of provide an alternative to it in terms of how we understand the value of a certain chip stack and the um the x factor or i think the thing that none of the models seem to be able to account for is the idea that a certain stack usually has more value than what it seems like because of what the future spots are going to be like you yeah. know what i mean mm -hmm. so like icm traditionally undervalues having the chip lead because it can't take into account the fact that when you have the chip lead people are going to fold to you more in future spots and you're going to be deeper against some of the other stacks and your edge is going to be bigger as a result and things like that you know so I haven't heard of DCM specifically, but I know there are a bunch of models out there and they all have very slightly different ways of calculating stuff. And it'll be interesting to see if something eventually replaces ICM altogether as the, the sort like of Like a more comprehensive uh, version of ICM? Yeah. Um, it's really just a question of taking into account as many variables as we can. You mm -hmm. know, we're looking for a model that can account for everything and it's, it's super difficult to come up with one. But thankfully, uh, the mathematicians out there who have a lot more qualifications in math than I do, are uh, doing most of this work and we just have to try and understand it all. Lena, was that you that was uh, the one who first like told me about the DCM model? I mean, I heard about it like through friends, but just kind of idea being that shorter stacks, you kind of want to gamble more where there's like more upside, mm -hmm. kind of depending on, I'm sure like, like payout structure means a lot more than we inherently give it credit for in some spots, I'm sure, but I mean, there's a lot of different theories and people have the theory of ICM is for poor people. People have the theory that ICM is for rich people. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a lot of different theories floating out around out there, you know, a lot of different information. Mm -hmm. So we'll, we're figuring it out. Yeah. It's I, I think ICM is a, is a very, uh, stark reminder <laughs> of just how, I don't want to say how little we know about the game, but like how early we are in really discovering and modeling uh how the game works mm -hmm. especially with the wrinkles that can get thrown in like tournament poker in and of itself is a wrinkle right yeah. like yeah. Right. it's a, it's a derivative of the original game which is just cash games where the blinds stay fixed and fixing variables in a, a, an infinitely complex game is really critical to being able to model right so whenever you have uh escalating blinds and the the inability to fix stacks like it's no longer 100 big blind poker right it's just varying stack poker that's the other thing that i think becomes very difficult whenever you're doing icm work is uh every formation is almost a unique formation in and of mm -hmm. itself right so it's like whatever the distribution of stacks are that matters and as long as that matters, it's impossible to model. Right. Because there are almost infinite com combinations of uh, what, what the stack depths could actually be. Yeah, yeah. and this was, this was kind of the, the basis of the, the course I just put out on the site, which you guys can check out. Um, all the Sims are wrong. Like, I, I wanted to call it that because I wanted something that would encapsulate the idea that like, if you're just looking at chip EV Sims, then you're only seeing one part of the, the puzzle because you're a 30 big blind strategy for a certain spot is going to literally be different if you have 30 big blinds and the average stack is 30 big blinds versus if you have 30 big blinds and the average stack is 50 big blinds like it's literally a different spot and it's the same you know it's a different spot if you're you've got 60 percent of the field remaining compared to if there's 30 percent of the field remaining you know that that sort of thing like 
we didn't until recently have the ability to solve the difference between those two spots but we have to accept that they're different spots and if you just take a chippy v strategy for both of them like you're gonna miss opportunities yeah, I also imagine there are a bunch of other variables where, like, the best we can do is just kind of use our intuition. But let, yeah. let's say that a table gets stacked up where, uh, with with three tables remaining, like, half of the chips in play are at one table. Mm -hmm. And then the other half is distributed amongst the other two tables. Like, the strategy of the deep table has to be altered tremendously because their risk premium is through the roof. Right where the other two tables are like the ones that they're waiting out yeah. who are kind of incentivized to play cooperatively mm -hmm. and just trade blinds right mm -hmm. until you know the the structure catches up i had a i had a, the inverse of this in a tournament i played at venetian like maybe four months ago or something mm -hmm. it was a small field and i played day 1a and we were playing down to the money on 1a and the money for that day there was going to be 13 people make it into the money and make it through day one and so we had we got to the point where we had two tables um, with nine each, obviously. And then from 18 down to, to the bubble at 13, um, or rather from 18 down to 14, all the bust outs happened on my table. Wow. And the other table didn't bust anybody. In fact, it was eight, 18 down to the bubble. It was five, five bust outs happened at my table. And the other table, everyone was just getting shorter and shorter and just trading blinds and the short stacks weren't busting. And our table was still like relatively deep. So we were playing some crazy situations where we got to like the bubble and you know there's there's one or two spots left to the bubble but we're all kind of aware that the other table everybody's playing so tight that it's actually going to take quite a while for somebody to bust even though the average stack on the other table is like 12 bigs right you know? so it was it was such an interesting and weird kind of a, a dynamic there so can you talk a little bit about how you approach studying these spots whenever there are like basically when there lacks the ability to kind of model out the mm -hmm. average case yeah um so i think studying them really requires understanding the um the, the principles of how the calculations work so that you can approximate when you're you're when there's too many variables to calculate so for example knowing that icm is based on the idea that your chance of getting first scales linearly with your chip stack so if you have 30 percent of the chips in play icm is going to assume that you are going to win the tournament 30 percent of the time but your chance of getting each other position is not going to scale linearly. So your chance of getting second, third, fourth, fifth, etc., it's not going to be exactly a linear progression. So what you what you have to kind of do is understand like where the upside is in terms of what are the what are the things that the model can't account for. So like the the model can't account for for example like if I double up in this spot and I have the chip lead the model can't account for the fact that this table is really soft and I'm going to be able to just pick up blinds because nobody's defending their big blind enough. Or the model, conversely, if you're in a really tough event, the model can't account for the fact that like, I'm in a field of crushers and you know, people aren't going to be folding a ton and I'm really going to have to fight for every chip. So taking this flip at a certain stack size where it's a bit of a marginal spot, it's actually going to serve me better because I'm going to be better equipped to deal with some of the tougher spots that are going to come up you know so it's it's a question of understanding what what the model can't account for and then like making your best guess as to if there was a model like how would we in incorporate that stuff you know yeah yeah i i find personally that uh and it's funny because i don't study tournaments that much so what i'm about to say sounds a little bit contradictory but uh i find that inability to to arrive at answers or actual conclusions and and uh confident models mm -hmm. 
to be more fascinating and much more of an interesting point of study than pretty well modeled scenarios like uh, cash games where the mm -hmm. variables are, are relatively fixed. And I think it's because of the discovery aspect of it, right? Like you're just going to stumble onto so many new concepts that are going to have validity and merit to them, but can't necessarily be confidently fleshed out to the point where you just say like, this is definitely a thing. Yeah, for mm -hmm. all the stuff that we think we know about the game, the more you realize... It's like studying the ocean, right? It's yeah. like we look at the ocean and we, we only know so, so little. But there's like this want to kind of figure out everything at once. Yeah. Where we think we have so much more information now that's like newer and smarter. But at the same time, it's all... A lot of the stuff is very unaccounted for. And we like to try to put things in the neat little boxes because it makes sense in that way. I think the difference between like studying space or the ocean or the brain, things that we have like little uh, vision over compared to poker is that when new information arises, uh, the science world gets very excited at, at new hypotheses and they frame it that way. Whereas in our community, when we, when we stumble onto something like risk premium is something that's like a relatively new thing. It's just a thing, right? Like it just becomes concrete. Like if you don't mm -hmm. understand risk premium, you're a bad poker player. Yeah. That type of stuff. Yeah. yeah that makes sense. And I remember when I was in high school, there was a class called Theory of Knowledge, where like you talk about like how you actually know something. And there'd always be this annoying question in high school when you're like 15, 16, you're like, I don't want to fucking deal with this. And it would always be like, it would start with to what extent, right? Because all these things can be true, but mm -hmm. to what extent are they true? And how much does it matter? Yeah. yeah. Right? Because when you say risk premium is a thing, right? To what extent is risk premium Impact your, yeah, yeah, and yeah. how much does it impact your actual win rate, bottom line, this, that, whatever. Spe speaking of, uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on this, Matt. I played the Mystery Bounty Made Day 2, uh, came in with, you know, piles of chips, like 90k, yeah. and uh, you could max late reg and come in with, I think, 20 or mm -hmm. 25. Yeah. 25 bigs, maybe. Uh, it was 20, 20. Yeah, you get 20 um, bigs, max. So, uh, obviously, the bounties are, we can calculate what they're worth, right? Like, uh, I think the bounty prize pool was like, uh 150 or sorry uh 1.5 million and like no it was like I'm it way was off. a 1000 1000 was going into the bounty pool and of the of the 3k buy in and if you account for a little bit of rake you've got like let's say you've got 20 you've got like 1700 or 1800 for every buy in going into the prize pool mm -hmm. and then 1000 going into the bounty pool so you've got a prize pool that's a, just about 1.7x or 1.8x the bounty pool Right, yeah, yeah. So I think that uh, I think there were 700 players total, or be close, closer to 800, uh, closer to 800 players. Um, so yeah, it was something in the neighborhood of like 700k. We can obviously do the math. I think there was like you know uh, 250 people remaining. So it's going to be somewhere in the neighborhood of. Uh, that seems high. I feel like when I did it in real time, it was, it was less. It was like 1,500. But anyway, it, it doesn't really matter. The, mm -hmm. the exacts don't matter. My point is we can get to the, uh, to the value of what a bounty is worth right. on the aggregate. Yeah. Um, how does that factor in then? Because obviously, uh, I, don't, I don't think that you could just reframe it as chip EV decisions because uh, there's negative impact to you if you're the covered stack. Uh, but I saw some like, wild shit taking place at my table. Like, yeah. So, yeah. so Ray's the thing calling off a seven deuce. <laughs> the so the thing about bounty tournaments is they invert the risk. <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> the risk premium model. So in a bounty tournament, you can actually have a negative risk premium mm -hmm. where you need about 
like, I don't know, two, five, 10% less equity than you usually would in order to call it all in. And so that influences the whole game tree in a bunch of different mm -hmm. ways where s certain situations where you have somebody covered, like the fact that you get that negative risk premium on an all in because the, on top of the chips that you expect to win or lose when you go all in, you also have some equity to win the bounty. Um, it, it alters the whole tree in the same way that regular ICM puts a risk premium and makes you less willing to get all in. So that negative risk premium in bounty events is what uh, affects the decision-making the most. And it's why you'll see players um, you know, getting into spots where the, you know, the bounty becomes like the priority in a certain situation and they'll get it in super wide. The, the interesting thing about bounty events though is understanding the difference between like, like understanding where that point is, where the bounty is important, but it's not as important as the chips that are in play in the hand, right? Because if you're chip leader and you're playing a hand against the second stack, their bounty matters, but you don't want to lose 80% of your chips in one hand because now your ability to get future bounties is going to be impacted. So bounty tournaments are really like unsolved, or at least they are incredibly difficult to actually solve because there's yeah. too many variables. And so like, uh, just really fun. having some friends that do quick math, I suppose. So you're saying that maxing in this spot is actually a really good idea? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that that makes a lot of sense in spite of the fact that, you know, you have, uh, well, I shouldn't even say in spite of the fact. It just, it just puts you in a situation where, like, your, your value hands go way up in value, right? Like, right. The, the EV of those hands go. Just because you're the most, more likely to get called. Yeah, like, I raised called off uh, 22 with King Jack off, uh, cut off first big blind, mm -hmm. and, like, that's mm -hmm. a very, very, very close chip EV spot. Isn't the inverse yeah. also true where, like, you're not going to get shoves through? Boston? Yeah, so yeah. your bluffs right. your bluffs become right. negative right. EV. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. It becomes a it becomes a game of linear value instead of a game of polarization. Right. Like it yeah. becomes mm -hmm. a spot where bluffing the river, like jamming the river with a polarized range as, as a you know with a value range and a bluff range, like it it's not really much of a thing in bounties very often because the negative risk premium means your opponent has a huge incentive to bluff catch you with any kind of bluff catcher. Right. So you stop having any incentive to bluff whatsoever, mm -hmm. and you just it just becomes a game where like a lot of your normal yeah. bluffs just check down, and then you go for thin value with right. the second pair and shit like that. You Finally, know, so we get to merge. Yeah. Yes, the merge is back. Finally, the word merge the is going to become useful again. The triple range merge is <laughs> yeah. here. You say the merge See? is great, and then you get jammed on. Yeah. We were so ahead of Ethereum. Like we were doing, we were merging before. Oh. Yeah. Way before them. We, yeah. weren't, we weren't merging rivers. We weren't like jamming second pair for value on river because you know third pair is going to call. That's a, that's right. a tricky one. That's yeah. odd. <laughs> no, no. We were... <laughs> we were just I, I, like three-betting no. queen-jack suited and calling it a merge. No, no, no. There are definitely <laughs> spots, uh, and granted, this is mostly in cash, but there are definitely situations where like you get to river and you jam a hand where uh, better will fold because it blocks bluffs. Hmm. Or at least, I don't, I don't want to necessarily imply that this is theoretical, but like right. in practice, better will fold because it just like serves as a really poor bluff catcher, but worse calls. Oh, you know what? I actually, mm. I found a spot or somebody else found a spot um, like yesterday that I just saw that was, it was in a solver that was that exact thing. It was a board yeah. of like, it was a board of like ace, ace, deuce, three, ace, four with three clubs. And it was a spot where ace, king, it goes bet flop call check check bet out of position bets like two-thirds on river and ace king like jams for value mm -hmm. and it was a spot where 5x at like the straight and some clubs like most of the straights and a, a little bit of some some flushes were actually folding mm -hmm. but a lot of 
a decent amount of trips was actually calling. So Ace King was jamming to get straights and some flushes to fold, but to get called by like a seven with some frequency as well. Mega Master. So yeah. it wow. actually does happen yeah. in the solo sometimes. The merge sometimes. is here. The merge we call, is it, here. We call yeah. it the Mega Master. We're like, it, yeah. it's really, it's really all about like card removal, and it's so difficult to find that spot in game. Like I would really be shocked if anybody can look at that spot and go, oh, if I jam Ace King here, he's gonna call with a seven, but he's gonna fold a five. Well, it's <laughs> it's, it's not, tough in theory, happen. but in practice, like. There's a lot of players where you can kind of just like get in their head and know the way that they think and you're just like, oh yeah, yeah, he'll level himself with this portion of his range and like with this portion of his range. And I dream of getting to that point. Yeah. I, I'm not at that level yet. Yeah. The, the Mega Masters are real. Like sometimes second pair would be a good one where like you get some... Top pairs to fold. You get like, or like the under pairs to the, if it's like A6X or whatever and you mm -hmm. like, you just like start, start tripling off like 9-8 or some shit. Yeah. And like you just get like 10s through kings to be like, well, this really fucking sucks. Yep. But still have equity, and then you still get call from like some combo draws in some spots. Yeah, yeah. Where it's uh, really cool, but people, you look really stupid when it doesn't work. Only if you allow yourself to look stupid. It's true. If you just don't give a fuck. You don't care. You don't care. Right? You, know, you, yeah. ne you never care. Why care? Why right? care? Why care? Don't care about anything. That's no, a, that's here's cool. the thing to care would be to give the power to other people to imply that they know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> Which is just not true. Yeah, you just windmill it and you just say, yeah, like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, windmill it over, man. Let's go. <laughs> they say something, doesn't matter. Um, are what, what are your plans for this year? I know that, you know, obviously you've been working for us, uh, or mm -hmm. with us, I guess, for the better part of five years now. And, yeah. wow. uh, you know, I, I promote you as, like, one of the best teachers that we've come in contact with. Thank you. Uh, and I also say it with the caveat of, like, I almost think it's a blessing and a curse for you in the sense that you're so good at teaching it sometimes becomes difficult to put in a lot of volume actually playing. Yeah, it's funny. I, every every single year, I tell myself, this is going to be the year I'm going to play more and coach less. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then um, I get to a point where if, I am, if I'm not doing as much coaching or making as much content, I, my game doesn't improve at the same rate. So mm -hmm. I've, I've gotten to a point where I do want to play more, and there's a good chance that this year I am going to play probably probably my highest volume year for quite a while. So I, I'm excited about that. But on, on top of it, like, I don't want to get to a point where I just sort of stop or like take a big long break from coaching and content creation because my game will stagnate. Like mm -hmm. it, it's just coaching is how I study or making content, making, trying to make better content all the time is how I make sure that I'm always improving and I stay ahead of what concepts are out there. So. I don't imagine there'll be a time where I just say, I'm just going to play for six months and just completely take time off from coaching and content creation. Because if Good I did that, for why. yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess that's true. But if I, if I did that, I would be playing like crap after two, three months. Cause I just yeah. wouldn't be connected to the, the part of the game that keeps me improving, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel that way too. Uh, I often say that, you know, software has been a labor of love, but it's also like kept me able to compete at the highest stakes. Mm -hmm. Otherwise uh, I almost certainly would have, I don't even want to say gotten lazy, but it's easy to rest on your laurels when you've been doing something for so long and doing it well. Uh, but the problem is, is that it's not a static environment, the right? Times it's, are changing. Yeah, it's forever changing. Mm -hmm. And what you were doing well yesterday might be a mistake tomorrow. Mm -hmm. So I, I do agree with you a lot in the lessons learned for the teacher itself or himself whenever uh, you know constructing all of this content might oftentimes be greater than the actual lessons that can be distilled down to other people mm -hmm. uh simply because you know th this game is hard right <laughs> so the things that i internalize when i create content and try to simplify for others they lose that nuance mm -hmm. right so they they don't actually have 
the 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 depth of understanding that i had whenever i went into creating it right mm-hmm. um which now serves me way more than it serves them and that's not to to say that the content itself is now worth less it's certainly not it's just to say that uh it's worth something intrinsic to the creator himself because there's outside bottom line attached to it right like Mm -hmm. you're you're mastering your craft at the same time uh as well as being a a better educator do you think that that will hinder you at all or i guess do you have any aspirations at all to pursue uh, a higher abi and like you know try to really get in the mix with maybe the poker studio and the 10ks and uh, a little bit stiffer competition yeah i certainly do i mean i think the the one area in fact, this trip has kind of highlighted for me just the, the one area that I think does suffer a little bit for me is just the fact that when I, because when I do play, I'm mostly playing a lot of stuff that's in Vegas and playing WSOP stuff and playing, you know, a lot of fields that are very good value, but I'm, I'm not getting as many opportunities to get out there and actually mix it up with players who are, you know, elite level. And I think in 2022, I was lucky enough to play some events where I got some some table draws where I played with really tough opposition. And it was... Just that in itself was really fun and you know kept the game exciting for me so i'm certainly like this 25k i that i'm playing tomorrow i don't intend for it to be the last 25k that i play for sure and i certainly would enjoy you know being out there more often competing against tough competition it's just um you got to strike that balance you know of um making sure that you are you know competing against players where you know it's it's interesting it's exciting it's keeping you improving but you're also not like narrowing your ev or or like reducing your ev so much that you're subject to a huge amount of variance um and at the same time like i have a family and i have a life outside poker and it's not always easy to just be super focused on poker to the point where everything revolves around like i've got to be in top shape for these really elite level tournaments that i'm going to play you know so i don't mind having times in the year where i'm not playing very much so that i can focus on other stuff and i can be a little bit more family oriented and not um not necessarily have to be constantly just preparing to to be out there battling you know so it's it's a it's a balance i guess that's required for me but i certainly i certainly want to be out there competing in big events and this this trip's been a great opportunity to do that you know that's Love to hear that yeah that's a that, that's a big uh sticking point i guess like with my follow-up um because i i do know you to be uh family oriented home oriented mm-hmm. are you willing to like start traveling a little bit more for i am but i've also found with this trip that it the the circumstances of travel matter a lot you know mm-hmm. in that i like i'm going to be away i mean let's say i was to you know play the whole of the, the 25k my trip is booked through like next friday so that'll be like two weeks away from home yep. right and i don't mind that but if i had gone to florida before here as well it would have been three weeks mm-hmm. now we're getting to the point where like my wife's just at home on her own like she doesn't know a lot of people in vegas like she doesn't have a lot that she would be like preoccupied with if i was away you know she doesn't she doesn't work like she works from home she's a writer so it would be a pretty solitary existence for her and mm-hmm. at the same time like i you know i like being at home you know i i'm certainly while i'm here like i i miss my wife i miss my cats you know i'm, I'm looking forward to getting back but like i i'm not averse to traveling so it's 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 a question for me of like finding the right places to go where the ev of the trip is enough to justify the effort in comparison to just staying at home plus you know looking at like wanting go, going to places that i actually want to go to you know like coming to the bahamas to play like that's not an opportunity you get every day so i was right. super excited to do this and there are a bunch of other places that i want to go like i want to do one of the epts or something like barcelona or whatever yeah i want to do florida at some point i want to do like lapc or something because 
my wife and I go to LA all the time. Um, so there's a bunch of events that I definitely want to do, but there's also other stuff where I could do it. I could travel to, I, I don't know, I could go to like the WPT that they have in like Oklahoma or Choctaw, somewhere. Choctaw, right? baby. Choctaw, Let's right? go. Yeah, like, I could go to that. I could go to the, I'm sure I'd be winning in the event. Like I'm sure it'd be good EV. You can like, join us. We're going, baby. Okay, fair <laughs> enough. But like, how much is it worth the trade-off of you know, being away from my family for, for a week or whatever if I'm going to a place where if it wasn't for poker, I wouldn't really be very interested yeah. in going there anyway. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So that, it's, it's a balance always. That's something that I personally struggle with because I don't care that much about tournaments to, mm -hmm. to really chase it. But right. uh, I am seeing the growth there in the space. And I guess I'm like getting reinvigorated to travel a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Like WPT also does a really great job, right? So oh, yeah. uh, the way the schedule is set up is uh, the last week of April, you're in Florida for the WPT main. It's mm -hmm. like five days. And then two days later, Choctaw Main kicks off. Wow. So it's okay. like if you're going east to west anyway, mm -hmm. it's yeah. on the way. Right. And you just stop at like this Oklahoma casino, you play a 3500, and you get the hell out of Dodge the second that you bust. <laughs> right. Cause like you're right. Like yeah. you're not going to go yeah. like just hang out with the locals and, and chat them up and, mm -hmm. you know, get some good barbecue. Got, I was going to say, they got good barbecue there. They do have good barbecue, just, but like, like yeah. Yeah. And, stick around. and for me, it's also like, there's there's sort of like a couple of different types of trips I could do. Like I could do a longer trip, and my wife could come with me because she'd be happy to do that. And we'd right. just you know find a cat sitter or whatever. Like we'd go somewhere for a few weeks. We've definitely talked about that, and that'd be great. There's also a short trip, a few days away from home is pretty easy for me to just go on my own, come back, whatever. This trip is like right in the middle of those two things where mm -hmm. it wasn't quite long enough or interesting enough for for my wife that she would want to come with me. But it's also much more than just a few days of me being away from home. You know, so it's it's like this gray area where we weren't sure if like is it worth her coming with me and stuff like that but in the end she was just like i don't really care about the bahamas i'm not a beach person like you just go and i'll just chill at home you know so yeah. with other places it might yeah be there'll be more opportunities like for i sure. say if, if if i was going to europe if i was going to barcelona or something she'd be like i'm coming i don't mm -hmm. care you know so it, it would just be a question of where i'm going conrad's gonna go to europe yeah where are we going connie's hitting europe nice Mark, are we bringing the podcast well, uh, to europe no we're well yeah anywhere but france <laughs> wow, what do you got what? against France? They take too long. Mm, oh, yeah. that, that, that would be one. They do tank a lot, that's true. Yeah, you know, those are some things that, you know, I just can't stand for in life anymore. And the French <laughs> is one of them? <laughs> and, and, uh, yeah, uh, listen, man, I, I just can't walk around with a fucking stop clock. I just can't do it. I'm just going to fucking... I would literally I, I've had the exact opposite experience. I saw you and Ron Reese both tweeting about how slow the gameplay's been. I've had the exact... Uh, granted, I've had, like, full-blown wreck tables in every event that I've played. Nice Which life. is probably why I bagged every event <laughs> that I've played. Um, but the pace of play has just been very, very speedy. Even, oh, yeah. even day two of the Mystery Bounty, which I don't think we had a single wreck at our table. Um, it was quick. No, right. Nobody was really taking long to make a yeah, decision I, played, I just i played one event i played the 1100 freeze out yesterday it was so quite, like, i mean it was like it was hard for the tourists to keep up <laughs> it really was so it's like okay we're playing real fast here all right think quick. <laughs> so like on um it was the mystery bounty i believe i was at the table with like it was espen philbor and um five other people that wanted to impress them and <laughs> they all wanted to tank longer than the next one mm. and i mm -hmm. couldn't yeah uh, I almost the lost one it. up competition. There, right, so huh? there was this one hand that just went on for like seven and a half minutes, and I realized I, at that moment when this kid flipped over Jack High after he took four minutes to bluff it off, like it, on the river, four minute decision. I'm all in. One minute call, 
flips over Jack High. Conrad says, it took you four minutes to fucking figure out that you want to bluff it off with Jack High? Is this really what the fuck just happened? I lost my shit at that this moment. This poor guy. He just punted it off, and you have to give him a tongue lashing. Conrad's, Conrad's in, the, in the corner with with an oxygen tank because he can't breathe. Oh, Yo, you yeah. have no idea. I snapped. I was like, this this can't be real life. Huh, do, you, like, do you think... I, I've been I've been actually considering this, but I think it's, uh, I think it's like too pompous and, uh, for lack of a better word, cunty. Do you, do you think it would be out of... Do you think it would be poor form, basically, if your head's up in a pot and the guy is taking too long to just say, look, man, you're betting quarter, three quarters, or you're checking. I do this all the time. Do one of them. <laughs> I do this all the time. Like, I'm not going to be confused by whatever action you take here. Yeah. Just do one of them. I've reached the point where I'm, like, on the verge of saying that to some guys sometimes. Like, the, the, I have to say, though, it is funny when... They take forever to think about a decision, and then they just make some incredibly punty play. Like, yeah. it, it is it is always pretty funny where I'm like, you you spent so long thinking about that, but I can guarantee you that the solver would tell you that's a mistake. Well, a know? lot of it is like rationalizing in your head while you're about oh, to right, do yeah. the thing. Yeah. 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 You, know you know what it is? Is maybe there's something different about the way that Europeans are like processing the tilt that they're on. You right. Know? Maybe they're, maybe they're like processing their emotions in a different way, and it just takes them a long time to arrive at the decision to punt it off. Yeah, you know? I will say, uh, generally in America, punts come quick. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I mean, they're very instinctual. Like, you're, you're programmed to punt. You're not like, yeah. sitting and running around trying yeah. to find a way to, to get there, you, you know? You're getting the instant punt. <laughs> yeah. Just like, you know what? I've had enough. I'm going to do this. I don't think you have it, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, literally, that's like the five seconds that it takes to, you know, put all the chips in. Yeah, I mean, I understand, though. Like, uh, there have been a lot of decisions where I land on River, and it's like, I know that I have what's likely to be a bluff candidate, and it's hard for me to... Uh, like have full scope of what the range is to know if this is a hand that mostly wants to go small because it's slightly too good or if it mostly wants to go off because it's actually bottom of range. Mm -hmm. You know, you really have to sit there and kind of like run through what's happened, run through how your range is supposed to narrow and just be like, okay, I have queen jack on a king 10 XXX board. Is this one of those hands that has like a little bit too much showdown value or did I take action such that this is actually bottom of my range? And I need to be like overbed jamming. Yeah, you know what? What's what I have realized during this trip that I really hate though is it's a very it's a very specific thing, and it's mostly like a lot of Europeans that do it. And I know partly they do it because they don't speak great English. But what they do is they have their chips all stacked in whatever way, and then they're about to jam all in. And instead of just saying all in or just like verbalizing it in some way, what they'll do is they'll stack all their chips in a way where they can push them all at once. So they mm -hmm. they go to the effort. They, yeah. they stack everything together in some way, and it'll be usually like really precariously stacked. And then they'll move it all into the middle. And it takes like sometimes like 20 seconds just to make the act of going all in when you could just say all in. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> why not just verbalize your action? Like th these people are so intent on never verbalizing an action for some reason. And it's just, I don't understand why people do I, that. Just say all in. Like, I kind of crazy. like the pyramid building, but do it after you say all in. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, build a pyramid, build a you know little creation of whatever you want, but like just say all in and let everybody move on <laughs> and decide. This, this is all very tournament-y problems. Like, <laughs> when, when you just grow up playing cash games, like you develop certain like arrogance around certain actions. Yeah. Uh, to the point where it's actually a problem in cash games because you know uh -huh. a lot of times there's a high volume of chips Yeah, uh, especially you if you're playing multi in. multiple right. denominations yeah. and the one chip flip all in mm -hmm. is like the the most asshole thing that you could do but it's so okay. common oh, <laughs> it's right. just it's yeah. like the most common way to be all in right. whenever you're playing a cash game and it's like that's why those buttons are like so great actually mm -hmm. that the dealers have yeah, yeah no they're great nobody told me that Matt Hunt bought a Harley Davidson what do you <laughs> 
<laughs> because he has a tattoo? Because I have a tattoo? Yo, I was going to ask him like, about his ink, This yeah. is Biker Matt. Look at this, bro. <laughs> this, is, this isn't Biker shit. This is a tattoo from a video game. I will say, if we had the capabilities to just like put the thug life glasses <laughs> down on your shot right now, that would be great. <laughs> I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, you know, what's funny is I get crap in a bandana. I, I am so white that everybody yeah. thinks this is new, even though it's three months old. Like, <laughs> three times in two days at the table, I was asked, is that a new tattoo? Yeah. To the point where this one dealer who was there the first like the, this dealer asked me is it a new tattoo i explained it then an hour later with the same dealer someone else at the table asked me the same question i did the explanation again the next day somebody else asks me the deal the dealer is on the next table and he hears the guy ask the question just like burst out laughing because everybody is asking me is this tattoo <laughs> that's new? incredible kind of a good thing. So is it white, is it, it done are you gonna put some color in it or what oh, it's done it's, it's completely done, done. Yeah. it's three months old like i'm just really white and it looks new <laughs> yeah. what uh what inspired you to get a tattoo that's your first one right yeah it is my first one honestly um I, i'm not really sure it's the kind of thing that would have been pretty out of character for me a few years back but i just uh, i have friends. i was surprised when i yeah. when i saw you get it, i was like wait what? right like i it uh it it's the kind of thing where I was like, you know, why shouldn't I do this? You know, what, why, why what, what reason do I have to not do it if it, it's something that is kind of meaningful for me? I just talk, talked about it with my wife, and she was just like, yeah, go, go do it. Whatever. Was it something that you wanted for a long period of time and just like didn't feel like it was part of your character? Or um, did no, you just grow an it urge? was. It was just something where, like this, the, like I said, this is from like favorite video game of mine, and um, it's the kind of thing where I was like, oh, it'd be kind of cool to get that tattoo because I've seen a bunch of people get this tattoo. Mm -hmm. And I just thought about it. I was like, what what reason do I have to not do this if I think that would be cool? Yeah. You know? And so yeah, I, yeah. It, it wasn't really a long process that I'd, I'd always wanted to get a tattoo or whatever. I was like, I just thought about it. And I was like, why not? You know, How many people get the, get the reference? Um, so, far, so far, a couple of people have gotten it when I've explained it to them. Mm -hmm. They've been like, oh, yeah, of course, it's that one. Mm -hmm. Nobody as yet has come up to me and been like, is that this, right? Is that yeah. this tattoo from The Last of Us Part Two? by the way, if you're wondering. Um, <laughs> but uh, it will eventually, pe people will start to get it more because the, t the game that it's from is currently being made into, it's an HBO show right now. Oh, really? And when they get to season two of that show. What is the HBO show? It's The Last, the last of Us. Yeah. Oh, The Last of Us. It's um, a show of a video game. Yeah. Um, and when they get to season two of that show and this tattoo actually appears, people are going to be like, oh, you have the tattoo from the show. Mm. Like, Oh, yep. they've actually done. Someone's done the. Let me let me line it up. All right. Uh, yeah. there we go. <laughs> there we go. Yes. Perfect. Oh, Guapo, you're the uh, best. That is that is amazing. Yeah, I, I honestly, love that. I, I really thought that Sons of Anarchy was starting yeah. to film in Vegas. I, I do. Like, I do actually have the shades. I know this is going to be a hilarious thing to say, but that is such a racist comment out of you, Connor. Like, oh, white guy with tattoo. He must be part of a biker gang. Jesus, oh, that's great. Oh man. I well, Hunt, we appreciated it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk GPIs for a minute. You're welcome to stay if you like. Yeah, I'll stick around. All right, yeah, cool. Stick around. Stick around. Uh, we we gotta actually hit the main topic at some point. So, mm -hmm. uh, the Global Poker Index uh, GPI rhythm. So I think it's it's uh, if I get this correct, it's a Global Poker Index is with Hendon Mob now. Yeah, GPI mm -hmm. THM. Yeah, to to create the. Uh, I said poker rhythm. I'm an idiot. I'm way off in outer space. GPI yeah, shout out to Waxman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what Landon said. Let's, let's go with GPI-THM. Yes. God, so many acronyms this show. Stop. Yeah. So yeah. That's a really weird, awkward acronym, too. They need to, like, merge it in some way. They need to just yeah. create a better acronym. I, I actually, I see what they did, and I like it because it kind of turns into a word. 
but uh, yeah, I, I, yeah, it, uh, it doesn't really sound like I don't ever think word. of the Hendon <laughs> uh, Well, because of THM, like the the right. ITHM, the yeah, but I don't really ever think of the Hendon Mob as THM. It's the GP Ithams. Right, yeah, the GP Ithams. Uh, you know, the GP Ithams. Yeah. We're, we're, we're about to do it. Uh, they announced, well, they actually, they just announced that the awards are going to be happening again at the Pokego Studio, as they have for the last couple of years. Um, I believe the dates are, uh, so this is the fourth annual. Um, do we have dates? I don't think so. Maybe, maybe not. Um, but if I recall, it's sometime in the spring. So I think it's either like late March, early April. Uh, I almost said January 23rd because that was the, the, the initial date up top. Oh, nope. That's five days ago, so it's not. Yep, it's not. Six days ago. February 2nd? No, that's nominees. That's when uh, they'll be announced. Anyway, sometime in the fall, while Guapo scrolls that, maybe we'll come up with a date. But uh, Or sorry, sometime in the spring. spring. Um, but yeah, the categories themselves were at least announced. And, uh, I believe today, those of us on the panel who, uh, have voting rights will be getting the finalist. So I think it was like a week and a half ago, we were all sent an email with the categories. We could go in there, choose, uh, five people that we wanted to nominate from a list of however many, uh, some categories, it was like 30, some it was much fewer, like, uh, 15. Um, but basically, uh, I think there are a few hundred people on this on this uh, voting panel who choose who the nominees nominees for the finalists will be. Then we do a second round where we actually have uh, each category down to finalist. Call it ten per. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'll find out later today whenever I get the email. And I think we select two or three. Um, and then from there, the public gets to see who's actually uh, up for nomination. Ceremony is March third, Matthew. March third, okay. Right during the win, uh, the win millions. Perfect. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The start of the win millions. Yeah, we'll play some tournaments. We'll go hang out on an award show. So the categories, there are a few new ones this year. Um, I'll run through them really quickly. Uh, best trophy, best hand, favorite live stream, which is new this year, breakout player, final table performance, Twitter personality, which we can talk about. Melissa being very upset that she was snubbed on. Uh, <laughs> streamer. Vlogger, rising star in content creation. Again, I believe a new one this year. Industry person, tournament director, best event, mid-major uh, tour, broadcaster, podcast, media written, media video, comeback player, uh, and media content photo. And I believe that there are some other ones as well that we don't actually partake in or vote on. Uh, I know that there's the write-in one. Uh, what, what is the name of that one? Uh, Jonathan Little won it last year. Or the year before, rather. Um, it's like outstanding contribution to poker or something. Yeah, or it, or like, most influential or, oh, or, or yeah, something, something along like those that. lines. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Japanese guy won it last year. Masato. Masato, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I know that that's one of the, the major ones that all the fans vote on. Uh, so that will be going live if it hasn't already shortly, I, I would imagine. Podcast, but, you say? Podcast, yeah. Uh, we were we were in there. We we had a couple. Are you allowed to vote for yourself? So you're not. Uh, but I didn't read the rules very closely. Ah, so Eric, fair. I'm sorry. Uh, you can. Well, to, to be fair, to Don't be let fair, no, maybe. Well, no, no, no. Well, listen. I think we I think we kind of skirt it because to be fair, the rules clearly state you're not allowed to vote for yourself if your name appears. Oh. And uh, just, it's just the just only, friends only friends podcast. Friends. Right. Yeah. So technically, technically, you know, uh, hopefully we we don't lose that vote. But I understand mm -hmm. if you have to strike mine from the record, 
uh, I have a fair degree of confidence we'll at least make it to the next round anywhere where I'll I'll mind the rules. I gotta a say, bit. I really think we deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I also have a, an observation. I am surprised and a little disappointed that there's no coach of the year nomination. Mm. I agree, right. actually. Uh, and you know what? It's funny you mentioned that because we, I know it was the last year or the year before, Joey was like kind of memeing that he was going to create a mock award show. Mm hmm. And we were kind of kicking around categories that we'd like to see added. And yeah, training slash coach uh, seemed like a good addition. Wasn't right. there a train? There was training site of the year at one point? No. I don't think so, no. Like, oh, wow, okay. I think we were just talking about it being a thing that needed to be added. But okay. I, I do think that there are like multiple corners to this industry that uh, sometimes get overlooked. So even when the GPIs first started, uh, it was very much a, a, an industry-driven award. Like year one when uh, it was in LA or whatever, mm -hmm. there was nothing for content creation. Uh, there may have been a vlogger of the year, but that was it. And I don't even think that existed yet because I feel like it was like the first year that Nimi was like really getting huge. Yeah. Uh, and then year two, they added it. Uh, he won it over, uh, you know, Doug and a few other people. I think Joey was nominated for vlogger of the year. So like, you know, we were kind of all having a bit of a laugh at uh, how how like the the categories were kind of like a little misshapen not including mm -hmm. the players quite enough and then also not really being honest to the the space that they were trying to target it's gotten a lot better yeah uh like when we won our uh gpi award in 2017 for dead, dead money, money yeah. uh it was for content of the year and it wasn't segregated at that point between like video written whatever so yeah. we were up against a book an article a photograph, uh, a photograph, photograph yeah. and um, something else very strange. Mm -hmm. So it's like we have this docu series that's like you know a hundred minutes in runtime, and we're competing against like a, a photo of a guy yeah. at a final table. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How do you decide? Like, is this docu series better than this photo? Like, right. I, I, what yeah, the hell? yeah, yeah. And also, that? like, just how thing. unfair to one or the other right like either to the photo because it it pales in comparison to the amount of work that goes into a 90 minute docu-series or to the docu-series if like the photo is just so aesthetically pleasing that like it's a natural vote mm -hmm. you know what i mean um and that kind of happened to us even last year i still think that they could break the categories down either by adding more or uh by being a little bit more mindful but like uh to be determined which was uh you know 110 minutes a 110 minute long feature length documentary was up against like a 20 second run at once commercial with jungle man that was just hilarious yeah. and it's like here's the thing whenever they send these out to the prelims for people to vote uh you have to do your own research to if you're not familiar with the content you have to watch it right so now if you've never seen to be determined which i would imagine 99 percent of the people on the panel have not uh, and also probably 99% of them had not seen that commercial. You just click the commercial and watch it for 20 seconds. Right. You're right. not going to watch the documentary. Watch a two, two hour documentary. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, it, it, yeah. it does lead to, I don't want to say snubs necessarily, but it leads to a little bit of disparity whenever it comes to the actual voting process. Um, uh, but I think they're getting a lot better. They're adding in a lot of key categories that are recognizing, uh, at least the media aspect of, of this. But I think you're right in saying that the training element has, has completely been overlooked. Um, and so has the cash game element, right? I think we have enough stream poker now where uh, the player of the year doesn't necessarily just have to be whoever wins the GPI. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. It's the GPI Hendon Mob Award Show. Mm -hmm. So, of course... <laughs> that certainly should be should an be award. Yeah, Whoever wins yeah. the GPI certainly should right. get a GPI mm -hmm. award. Right. But seems like it's a little remiss, at least in years past, 
that like someone like Garrett wasn't competing for yeah. uh, a player of the year type. Yeah, yeah just I, I feel a, like having a like a cash game cash game player of the year stream cash game player of the year is like it's an easy category to to have in existence. Yeah, like, and if uh, if you even wanted to take out the subjective nature of it, you could just categorically track uh the the streams right right and yeah. see like what the pl is, or pnl is uh mm -hmm. we there's a site that already does that for hustler so you know it's not like as if it's not public domain knowledge right uh we can make this pretty easy yeah and yeah. off stream doesn't even matter it's just whatever you exactly. see on yeah. the stream mm -hmm. yeah yeah exactly like someone can be like oh i got snubbed i want so much off stream it's like well you didn't yeah. win on stream so yeah, win on stream do better you know yeah. uh it's kind of one of those things but uh, like you honestly yeah <laughs> Like, you would never, ever, Look, ever win that award. That's fine. <laughs> that, you know what? That, that's completely fine. I have a good shtick going here, yeah, man. They've got to have like a Razzies for poker of like who's lost the most on stream. <laughs> so that was kind of the thing that uh, we were talking about was, uh, is it worth doing like a Razzies award show for the podcast where, you know, we come up with all these meme categories. Uh, there were two things that like made me not want to do it. One, I don't want to mock the award show that already exists because right. even though I do think award shows are kind of whatever, that's just my opinion. Yeah. You know, we assign it's good meaning. good for the space and the community. Yeah, we assign sure. meaning to the things that we yeah. want to assign meaning to. So if an award means a lot to you, great. It mm -hmm. should mean a lot to you. If it yeah. means nothing to you, then no big deal. Right. Uh, so I don't want to like dilute what's there because uh, to, to Brian's point, I think it's fantastic for the space. Yeah. We don't have reasons to really dress up ever and just socialize with one another, right. kind of pay homage to each other that, mm -hmm. uh, or the people in the industry in the space that are doing a great job. It's nice to put them on display for one night, right. tip, a, tip a cap to them. Yeah, and there's say, a lot like, of people you know, out, there doing, out there doing a lot of hard work yeah. at, for the community, and they should be recognized for that. For yeah, sure. yeah, completely agree with that. Um, uh, the other reason why, and this is the bigger reason why, is that I just feel like we couldn't pull it off. Uh, I, I feel like if we, if we did it without... Basically, I would need somebody more creative than me, I think, to, to come up with the, <laughs> yeah. the way to do it. Because uh, we have the perfect host in Melissa. And I, I wrote this in the tweet. I think we should campaign for her to host the GPIs this year. Mm. Uh, do I, they not the, have a host yet? As far as I know, they don't. But, uh, you know, maybe they just have an announcement. But the reason why I wouldn't if I were them is because it truly would become a roast. And yeah. that's ultimately what this whole thing should turn into. Now yeah. we're talking. You know, I, well, right. I, I, I want to make, I, I, I feel like I want to make a reference to a show, but you guys, I almost guarantee you guys wouldn't get it. It's, uh, have you, do you, any of you guys watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? Yes, yeah, I love that show. Oh, you love, okay. What do you mean? So Lamanna's is Charlie. Okay, yeah. good. I'm, okay, you guys actually get it. This is good because you guys are not as pop culture nerdy as me. So I, uh, the episode where it's called The Gang Tries Desperately to Win an Award, and it's all about... <laughs> Uh, they, they don't get nominated for an award and they're trying to pretend that they don't care, but actually they really care. And then they, they, so they stage their own awards show and they invite a bunch of people to their bar. And then all that happens is Charlie sings a song telling them all to go fuck themselves. <laughs> and, Perfect. And I, I can feel do like that. that's yeah. us right now. It's yeah. like, we don't care that we, we don't win an award, but actually we kind of do want yeah. to win an award. Yeah. No, so I mean, make we our own award show. I, I want to win. Look, I, I care. <laughs> I care specifically because I want to have a reason to go. Mm -hmm. Uh, and and honestly, like, I guess that's even a little bit of an exaggeration because uh, when it comes to, like, social settings like that, especially formal ones, uh, it's not my comfort zone at all. Like, it's certainly a stretch, but I am also, like, aware enough that I avoid these things at all costs. Oh, there's a couple of folks study <laughs> popping up there. That's great. Uh, Who, who's the Danny DeVito of this team? God, I hope it's not me. Mm, it has to be. Who else would <laughs> it, it be? Bucky, Bucky's the dentist. Bucky is clearly yeah. Dennis. Yeah, yeah, that's, dentist. Yeah, I agree with that. I'm 100% Charlie. You're 100% Charlie. Special uh, face should do a jelly. I think Andre could be a dentist. Or uh, uh, Danny DeVito. Yeah, Who could Andre. Be? Yeah, Andre is Danny DeVito. 
400. Uh, um, but yeah, like I'm, I'm very conscious that like I go out of my way to avoid these things. So I would like to have to be there. Yeah. And you know, if you're nominated, you kind of just like have to Excuse suck it up. Excuse for me to get some new threads. I mean, yeah, there you I go, never go shopping. So like, hey, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. You know, we got to get out there every now and again. Mm -hmm. Um, but <laughs> I, I, I do think that it's, it's always fun. Even though it's not always well intended, it's always fun whenever uh, the finalists are announced and people who do feel like they've put in hard work, but also, uh, well, I shouldn't say, but also people who feel like that they deserve to be on the list, uh, you know, kind of come out with complaints and then align it also with, but I don't even care about awards. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I always it find that be, to be yeah, an entertaining conversation other, right? yeah. Yeah. where it's just like, well, it, it can, right? Like, you can literally not care about the awards, but also but all, care that you right. weren't acknowledged. Right, yeah. yes. Right. Yeah. Like, that, that, that's, that's kind true. of like the, the, right. the weird catch-22 of it all that I find to be very funny for the award show. But uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the finalists are. Uh, you know, I, I, I know that I obviously want to win Podcast of the Year, but I, I make this campaign every single year. I think it's criminal that Brokus hasn't won it yet for Thinking Poker. Uh, mm -hmm. And I say that as somebody who's been nominated for the last like three years with the vlogcast for the last two, and then now hopefully uh, we make it to the finals with the podcast. But um, I I think it's crazy that he doesn't even make the finals every year, let alone yeah. like ha has the acknowledgement of winning. I, I truly think that like as far as an interview podcast goes, he's easily one of the best out there. Oh yeah, and he's been doing it for a long time too. Right. Very consistent. I, I yeah. did his podcast in like 2014 or something. Like, yeah before i knew fucking anything about poker basically yeah. but like he's been around for a long time he's been grinding that podcast he's interviewed everybody like he deserves some recognition funny that, enough sure. that's how you and i met was uh actually on a podcast you and it was me. my podcast it was my yeah. old podcast for tournament poker edge yeah. yeah wow small world yeah wow. hunt interviewed me we uh we were like we should start a training site yeah <laughs> no, that's well, you, you already nah, done nah. it you just hired me so i was i didn't yeah. have to do anywhere near as much as you did yeah i think we were actually like a year away from from actually working together at that point but yeah. I, I do remember like getting along really well and having mm -hmm. uh, a lot of shared values whenever we were on the pod yeah for sure it was fun yeah. just enjoy that pod all right, I think that's going to do it for us. They're starting to set up for the day. Conrad's drunkenly walking around. I mean, we we got to get this. I mean, yeah, I now Conrad's of, running back Conrad, over you just to, so come he can Get hunt. in here, Conrad. You have to close the show out. He's, li he's literally note. drunk. Wow. <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't tell the difference. I can, uh, like, I, I when he sticks his tongue out, you know he's drunk. I've never seen Conrad drunk before, but I literally would not have known if you'd not said that. That's because he's fun no matter what, but he honestly he is. is a very fun drunk. But yeah. he's literally drunk. He fell asleep in a hallway somewhere in the Bahamar after wow, the players party. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I did not fall asleep in the fucking hallway. <laughs> it was a joke. Okay. But sure it was. <laughs> but I did fall asleep somewhere else. I can't tell you how fucking miserable this podcast has been for me this morning. <laughs> Every time I'm not in this seat, there's a reason and yeah. it's kind of miserable. But on that note, we're going to close up this show. Um that Thank you so much for rocking with us. Thank you for having me. Thank Please come by me. whenever you want. You see, be. you see where we're at. We're at the long table. You know, we here, I'll, baby. I'll come by. I gotta, we're I gotta here. go win this twenty-five k. But I'll come by when I got I mean, some time. This second available for you. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's cool. I'll take that. All right, lock it up. All right. Well, thank you again. Thanks, Berkey, for hanging out with us today. Anytime. We really Happy birthday, Berkey. Happy fucking birthday. Thank Happy you, birthday to Fuck, you and the love of my life today. I knew it was soon. Happy birthday. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. All right. Well. You know. We might have a special guest tomorrow. Uh, I just got a text message. Maybe Lex, maybe Spraggy. We'll see. Okay, it's cool. It's in the works. That sounds fun. 
All right, well, again, thanks for rocking with us. We'll be back tomorrow, 10 a.m. Peace. We out. <laughs>